Okay, today I want to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk, get on here, get on video and talk about for a long time. <sighs> something that a lot of you guys have seen me post about pretty regularly, which is this whole idea of health and how it affects our immune system and how essential that is to our immune function. Um, how bettering our health can actually help us um, help the immune system ward off um, symptoms of illness. So, just gonna get right into it. Um, let's see if I can show this to you guys. Let's see. It's gonna be a than I thought. I wrote this handout for a lot of people. Um, the original article that it came from, um, where that QR goes, where that web address goes, if you can even see that, uh, is an article of 21 things we can all do to um, boost our immune system, better our overall health. And this is just like the, the, Eight from that. So um, I'm gonna go to go through on my walk and talk. I'm gonna go through these eight things with you guys one, one at a time. And I'm also gonna link uh, this on the post. Maybe comment these these uh, sides. Like this side is the actual eight simple eight, eight simple things, and then the other side is an actual score sheet to. Uh, pre-symptomatic health score sheet to track your health score. I don't know if that's in focus. It's kind of hard to see um, at this angle. But, okay. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a little walk and talk, talking about these things with y'all. Um, I'm just going to read this. Eight simple things we can all do to improve our health, our overall health, and strengthen our immune system to protect ourselves from severe symptoms or death from COVID or any otherwise potentially life-threatening pathogens in our future. Otherwise, of course, being that if a person does none of these things or doesn't already incorporate many of these things into their lifestyle, their daily routine, they're more likely to have potentially life-threatening symptoms from COVID or any other pathogen. Um, a lot of you guys don't know this, but it's been determined that the uh, microbiome of the body is comprised of more non-human cells than human cells. It's something like 39 trillion, you know, bacteria, virus, um, and other pathogens, um, and 30 trillion human cells. So literally we are more non-human than we are human. And uh, a lot of those, a lot of those pathogens are good. The majority 
um, but there are bad guys. And uh, that war is going on, good versus bad inside us, every waking moment of our life. And uh, at the end of the day, um, we want to give the good guys what they need. We want to fuel the good guys and starve the bad guys. And part of that is nutrition, part of that is stress. But I'm going to go into this a little bit in more detail um, as I go through these. But um, the main premise being we want to get our body into a state that supports the immune system. Um, we want to get it into that state so that the immune system that's evolved over billions of years, okay, maybe hundreds of thousands of years, um, can, or at least millions, <laughs> since, uh, since uh, ancient civilizations, maybe non-human, have existed. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the, that's basically it. I'm gonna get right into it. Okay, uh, number one, relaxation. If you've ever heard of stress-related illness, you'll know why relaxation is important. It's because many illnesses, at their root, start with chronic stress. Yeah, I would, would have said stress, but really it's chronic stress leading to illness that is uh, major, one of the major causes of disease. Now, modern medicine won't really want to try to get to the actual cause um, because that's not really what their, their main goal is. Their main goal is to look at symptoms and give you medications that can um, mitigate some of those symptoms as best as possible with a whole slew of side effects. But the main thing is to actually kind of get you to a place where you're okay. Uh, but it does require that you're going to be taking this medication for the rest of your life. Which is sad, because it means it's not a cure. If it was a cure, you wouldn't have to take these medications. Um, so... They're not necessarily there to cure us. Um, there is a person who practices medicine, a doctor, and there's someone like me who practices health. Um, there's a lot of different names for it, but um, naturopath is the one that kind of seems to come up a lot. But, uh, but the main premise, I guess, the main reason I got on here to talk is that we really want to get to a state where our body is actively preventing illness. And the only way to do that is to be as pre-symptomatic as we can. We want to be, how should I say it, you have symptoms of illness, but there are a lot of levels of health that are below 
symptoms of illness. And the farther we can get below symptoms of illness, the less likely we are, our immune system is, to being overwhelmed by um, a threat, a virus, whatever it might be. A cut on the leg that hasn't been uh, hasn't been tended to for a while. It's going to require a lot more from the immune system if it never gets washed, let's say. You know, no access to water, whatever it might be. But anything that could overwhelm the immune system, if you're only a little bit pre-symptomatic, you're much more likely to be put over the top where your immune system no longer has the capacity to handle that and uh, keep you alive, which is its main goal. Main goal is to keep you alive and thriving. <sighs> trying to think what else, what else we need to start an understanding of where I'm going with this. Um, okay, a good, a good example of pre-symptomatic, um, uh, just a little bit pre-symptomatic versus very pre-symptomatic where you're in a good health state. Um, very healthy would be imagine a glass full mostly full okay the water in the glass is essentially your health the closer you are to the top of the glass the less healthy you are why because if something disturbs you someone hits you and knocks you off balance Right, guess what's gonna happen to your health? It's gonna spill over the side of the glass. It's gonna go all over the place. It's gonna be messy. That's symptoms of illness, okay? The other side of that is you have your level of health, which is very pre-symptomatic. Glass is only a quarter full. Someone hits you, someone knocks you, beats you up, throws you around, you know, virus here, cut here, I don't know, <coughs> broken leg, whatever it might be that, that is inflammation that the immune system has got to deal with to keep you alive, it can do that. Why? Because that at only a quarter full, that glass, all those, all that extra stress, physical, emotional, everything is going to keep He's not gonna slosh out at only a quarter full. It's gonna be hard, okay? You really need to get that glass really full of all kinds of chronic illness to get to the point where you're, you're like this close to being symptomatic and sick and ill, disease, illness, whatever. Whatever you wanna call it, it's more likely to happen. I look at this also as like fires. Your body's putting out a lot of fires of inflammation, right? And uh, for someone who's chronically ill, has all kinds of pre-existing conditions, and then all of a sudden gets, you know, COVID or any other uh, coronavirus or uh, influenza, whatever any kind of virus, um, if they're almost, they're so close to being pre-symptomatic, that's akin to having 
fires burning throughout the body, trying to keep down all this chronic illness, all this inflammation, right? So that you're not symptomatic. And you just use your last firefighter, I don't know, in, uh, for, like I said, maybe you got a cut or something like that on your, on your wrist, or, or maybe you were in some unhealthy, um, you had a lot of dander in the air, and it was a windy day or something like that, and your, your immune system's like, oh shit, what's all this? Okay, that was the last fire um, that didn't have a firefighter to put out. You, you were already used up. Had all the, had all the firefighters. All the fires were being tended um, by, by firefighters in the body, um, the immune system. And then that's it. That was all they had. That's all the immune system had. No more firefighters. And then here comes, you know, some dander in the air. Some, some comes into the air and, and you get, you know, you, what, you, what would otherwise just be a typical cold that would go away pretty soon. Um, it becomes something worse. It just it gets out of control. Your, your body can't handle it. Um, becomes pneumonia and uh, a lot of other things. Only bad things happen from that. So that's a general idea um, about this whole idea of being pre-symptomatic and how pre-symptomatic are we? And what I'm what I'm wanna do my hope is is that I can help you and your loved ones and uh, anyone who who you think needs this to help them get as pre-symptomatic as possible. We want a, a glass that is um, only a quarter full. Look, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I, mean, I, I did I did my score. I'm, I think 70% um, pre-symptomatic, um, you know, zero being, I'm right there, about ready to have a huge uh, symptomatic um, reaction to a virus, an infection. Uh, another thing to note, there is an infection, aka exposure to a virus, and then there's these symptoms that come after what the immune system does with that infection. So, infection, immune system, symptom, or no symptom. So, we get exposed to the virus, whatever viral load it is, our, symptom, our immune system is very strong, or not, and then we either have symptoms, uh, critical, um, or we have mild or no symptoms, but the middleman is our immune system. And if it's shot, and if it's dealing with a lot of other um, fires, so to speak, um, it's not going to be able to handle this this infection very well. And so it's not so much the you learn this if you study any terrain theory. It's not the virus itself that kills a person. It's what happens between the infection of the virus, right? And, um, or the exposure to the virus. What happens in here with the immune system, right? How did it, how did it 
not react, how did it respond? You hope that it responds and doesn't react. Reaction means like infection, reaction. We're looking at uh, critical symptoms, right? Infection response, like emergency response, where they think a little bit before they, they you know, put a tourniquet on, cut your leg off, whatever they need to do to save your life, they respond. They don't just react. You don't want that. So essentially you want infection, healthy immune system, right? Very pre-symptomatic, uh, good health overall. You know it, you trust it, and you're doing something every day to make sure of that, and that's what this is about. Um, and then that, whatever the immune system does, the the end result of that is either going to be critical symptoms from a failure, right, possible death, or it knew, it knew what to do about it here. Regardless of the vir viral load, it figured it out quick because it was healthy. It didn't even get to being symptomatic. There was nothing. There was no, it was mild or no symptoms whatsoever. That's what I want for you, and that's what I want for everyone we know. All our loved ones. And there's a lot of doctors to back up what I'm saying. If you look at the bottom of this that I'm going to be sending you guys, there's a ton of really exceptional doctors and uh, naturopathic medicine pr practitioners, uh, breathwork um, practitioners, all kinds of people that can actually help us survive. You know, anything, to be honest. Just about anything. So, I know that's long and maybe you're a little bored and you want to move on right now, but hang with me because this is the fun part. Okay, relaxation. I'm just going to read from this. Relaxation. This is practicing breath work, essentially being mindful throughout our day um, to breathe slower and deeper to activate the relaxation response and keep every cell, tissue, and organ in the body sufficiently oxygenated to function error-free as nature intended. This includes all things a person can do to reduce stress in their lives, including forgiveness, which is a biggie, um, Forgiveness of ourself and others. Lifestyle change. Moving to a new city. Quote unquote, divorcing people and or situations that create the opposite of calm in our life. And you guys probably know what that means for you. It's different for everyone. But this is important because it's really important because um, when we are stressed, our body is taking in very little oxygen. What it does, what stress does, is it causes us to breathe shallow. We're, we're barely sipping, we're sipping air. We're literally barely sipping, barely taking in any air. And sometimes we'll hold our breath, just in stress. And if it's chronic and we're always stressed, 
and we're not doing anything to relieve that stress, it literally affects our body in a pretty negative way. The body needs oxygen, first and foremost. You can't go more than like five minutes if you're trained even without oxygen. Um, we need water, second most important form of, form of energy, and that's important too for health. Extremely important, more important than most people know. And we need food, um, nu nutritious food. Um, think uh, fruits and veg vegetables, and of course your protein from beads, beans, seeds, nuts, that kind of stuff. So the most important thing is oxygen, right? And if we got that wrong, think about what that does to us every day of our life, right? You know, if we're sipping air every single day and we're not getting air past the, what they call the dead space of the lungs, which is from the orifice, the openings in the face, the nose or the mouth, right? To the, to the top bronchi and alveoli in the lungs, right? Before it even gets to um, gas exchange in here, right, in the chest, it has to go through this space. And if, if, if you're sipping air, you're barely taking in enough oxygen to make it down here, to where the oxygen actually assimilates into your body, right? So that's a problem. Out of 500 milliliters of air, 150 milliliters is this space, right? So if we're, if we're not taking in 500 milliliters of air and we're only taking in, let's say 300, that's half. Out of 500, it's about a third, right? But out of two or 250 or 300, that's only half, right? Somewhere in there. So the idea is, is it not, or staying in a state of, of stress can actually affect how much oxygen, the number one energy source of the body, that the body absolutely needs. It's not just like, oh, we just breathe to breathe. It's of no consequence. <laughs> yeah, try not doing it for five minutes. <laughs> anyway, so that's number one. Um, so getting enough oxygen, super important. Uh, I can talk more, I'm gonna talk more about all these points one at a time in the coming days and weeks ahead. Because I think it's re really important to understand why we need all this stuff. Um, cancer to make a big point is actually is fueled by sugar and oxygen. Cells need oxygen, sugar, water, nutrients, but mainly they need oxygen. And cancer cells actually thrive on sugar. So when we're in a state of stress, they, they thrive on sugar in the present and in the, in, the, in the absence of oxygen. I'll try to get this lens out of the sun here. They thrive on sugar in the absence of oxygen. So if we're stressed out all the time, chronically stressed, and at that same moment we're chomping on a ton of carbs and sweets, we are literally killing ourselves. I hate to say that. I'm trying, I want to 
I love you guys, but I know you love your sweets. I know we all love our sweets, but you know, have a cheat day or something, you know? Or go easy on that, especially when you're in a state of stress. Like the, the, the last thing we should be jumping for is sweets because if you look up Otto Warburg, um, he, he basically coined that, um, the whole idea of uh, cancer reverting to an inefficient um, glucose, sugar, in the absence of oxygen. And in fact, they're trying to, to say, and you can do more research, but uh, they're trying to say that um, if you starve the cancer cell of oxygen and glucose, that's even a better way of starving it. But the reality of it is, is that um, you need to keep the oxygen up because it's a much more efficient uh, energy source. And the byproduct is carbon dioxide and everything. The standard byproduct that you want from energy um, use in a cell, right? But the, gly, the glucose metabolism of a cell is far less efficient and puts out a lot more toxin. Carbon dioxide is an acid, but we get rid of it as we breathe. But again, if we're not breathing sufficiently enough, if we're sipping air, it also means we're not breathing out the toxin. So simply by breathing deeper and slower, not only are we getting more oxygen, so our body doesn't revert to the inefficient form of glucose for energy and leave a lot of toxins behind and build up tumors, we can do both really well simply by, you know, breathing in through the nose, four seconds in, four seconds out. Most people with a healthy lung can do that. Um, in a really dire situation, I wrote an article about how to bring people back from serious lung issues especially associated with COVID, um, slowly, only what the lung can handle. Because if you're really sick and you have pneumonia from COVID and your lungs full of crap, um, first you gotta get the crap out. Second, you have to find out what your tolerance is for a breath and slowly increase that. That might be only two seconds in two seconds out for someone who's or less for someone who's really struggling but for most of us we're okay um i'll get more into that when i go into the, each individual one in the future sorry about the, the lens i'm trying to keep it out of the sun here keep it in my shadow hopefully you can see me all right but uh number two I already kind of pointed to it, is hydration. It's ensuring that we're drinking enough to have pale yellow to clear urine. It's a really easy, quick indicator. Um, every cell in the body needs water. We don't drink water for nothing. And the more water, the more water we can uh, drink to get us to this state, Mostly, mostly clear urine, the more likely our, our cells have 
the right amount of oxygen for all the good stuff they do for us. Now, chronic, chronic dehydration is the flip side of that. Chronic dehydration can lead to a whole slew of inflammation in the body. Cells misfiring, not doing things properly the way they're supposed to, the way nature intended, <coughs> creating things like tumors, cancer cells. They air out and they end up with a, with a bad program. <sighs> Feeding on all the sugar we're pumping into our body unknowingly through carbs and unnecessary sweets. <clears throat> Remember, the body switches to sugar, glucose, in the absence of oxygen. So, just thought. Anyway, chronic dehydration, huge, huge one that is overlooked so much in modern medicine. You wonder why. <laughs> when you're in the emergency room or they, they're uh, trying to help you recover from some kind of illness in the hospital, a lot of times they'll get you on a drip. That is a saline water solution. And for a lot of people, myself included, I remember just being sick as a dog going into the hospital for whatever reason, and they put, that, put you on that, and you're all of a sudden like, wow, feels so much better. You know, with, within like, you know, 30 minutes. It's like, what the hell just happened? You were dehydrated, dude. <laughs> you know, chronic, like, migraine, headaches, all kinds of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, is oftentimes caused by simple dehydration. Chronic, chronic dehydration. Where you're simply just not giving your body what it needs. Um, let's move on. I'm going to try to get through this as quick as I can. I know this is a long talk, but I really have been wanting to do this because I think it's super important. Uh, removing sugar from our diet. I already mentioned that. I'm just going to read it. You already know kind of why. Um, or at least reducing it. Uh, <clears throat> the suppression of the immune system starts as soon as 30 minutes after consumption of sugar and can last up to five hours so obviously I mean that should say a lot about about sugar I think um, again uh, Otto Warburg 1924 I think he, he won a Nobel Peace Prize for for that discovery which is why removing sugar from the diet, or at least reducing it, is super important. Okay, nutrition. This is more, um, more plant-based foods. Think uh, vegetables, beans, nuts, and seeds. Uh, fruits and vegetables both have fiber, and fiber is a prebiotic, which is super important for gut health. So, um, cruciferous vegetables, think, uh, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, um, kale. Um, I know I'm missing a bunch, but that's prebiotic fiber. Super good. And your gut is where 70% of your immune system lies. So, let that land.
you got that right, your immune system is a rock star for you. A lot of this is just getting, giving our body what it needs to operate as nature intended. Obviously, if you fail to drink water regularly, you're gonna get severely chronically dehydrated. Obviously, your body's gonna take a hit. It's because of your choice to not drink enough water. Obviously, if you shit, eat shit every day, <laughs> like greasy, horribly, with horrible oils, like t church's chicken, whatever you wanna call it, just super greasy food, tons of carbs, tons of sweets, thinking that's food, your body's gonna take a hit. Your immune system's gonna struggle to put out all the fires that that food created. Um, heavy meat eating. If you're only eating meat three times a day, and you have very little vegetables, don't be surprised when your body starts failing, when you start getting, you know, chronic illness, this disease, that disease. You're not getting any of the nutrients your body needs, your immune system needs to keep you well. Go figure. Same with oxygen, again. If you continually not do anything to correct the source of your stress, your primary energy source is compromised and you don't even know it. I love you guys. This is super important stuff. And uh, please don't take this lightly. It's, it's an incredible journey once you get on the journey to getting your body in a state of wellness. At least better than most people. Look, 99.6% of people in the world had mild to no symptoms from the COVID um, virus. 99.6. I mean, a lot of those people were just doing what they do. Like, that's normal health, right? Not taking any extra measures, perhaps, maybe a lot of them do, and we don't know it, but taking very few extra measures to actually improve their health, right? So even with that, 99.6% people percent of people had mild symptoms. So what would happen then if like enough people did some of this stuff, right? Even just some of this, right? Even a little bit better than what they normally do. It could be, it could be huge. So absolutely um, incredible what that would mean. You know, maybe it would be 99.9% .9 or something like this. So, um, <laughs> um, so the next, the next one is exercise. Okay, so the lymphatic system of the body, you might have thought I was thinking, oh, about your heart, right? No, yeah, that's obvious, right? But the lymphatic system actually is designed to get toxins out of the body and it doesn't have a pump like the heart, right? So the only way your lymphatic system is gonna get the toxins out is movement. I should probably put movement on there because that's really what it's about. You need to keep moving. You can't sit on the couch all day playing video games, right? You need to get off. You need to get off your butt. You know, love yourself enough to get off your butt and go 
go on a, get on your bike go for a walk like this you know it's gonna be a long walk but you know go for a walk you know do something that involves you know your arms and your legs if you can like swimming or I don't know rowing you know they have all kinds of good uh, um, home rowers that you can buy they work kind of all the muscle groups so super important the lymphatic system needs movement don't expect to have a toxin-free body and an illness-free body if you're not moving that much and you know look they say about 30 minutes every day you know even if you can get close to that that would be surely helpful and if you can break a little bit of sweat like I am that's enough you're doing yourself a huge favor your body is smiling and saying thank you when you do that okay I just want to make sure I'm still recording yeah thank you thank you in the past I was using my daily driver phone and something would pop up and cancel the video and I wouldn't know it so I'm grateful for that to have a dedicated camera this time anyway love you guys carrying on um, sufficient sleep okay so obviously if you get three hours of sleep every night and your body doesn't have a chance to regenerate new cells heal itself you know fix that that bruise or that cut or the illness that you're batting with if you don't give it at least like here I'm saying seven to eight hours but there are people in my life that say that it should be a lot I wouldn't say a lot more than that but a good amount more than that so you know between let's say absolute minimum just get at least seven hours right if you can get nine great you know if you can get more than that and you got the time in the day great your body's just gonna thank you you know um, but I would say at the very least just get yourself seven to eight hours a day you know like I said obviously if you get three hours a day and there's something that's keeping you from getting more than three hours a day look into that you know love yourself you know cultivate some love and say hey you know I need to fix this I deserve to fix this super important um, that's where a lot of the repair happens at night so that's an obvious one a lot of this stuff should be obvious right but altogether it amounts to a body that is so pre-symptomatic that it would take a lot like the most viral the most viral and deadly virus in the world to to make you your glass overflow with symptoms right so, uh, number seven, key vitamins and minerals. Um, I'm just going to read this. Uh, vitamin C, especially vitamin D from the sun. 50 to, 50 to or sorry, uh, vitamin C, especially vitamin D from the sun, five to 30 minutes a day, depending on your complexion, the time of day, and time of year. Uh, vitamin E, zinc, magnesium, and calcium. So, from this... I'd, I'd say I'm actually, I, I've come across recently, 
people who are in the hospital and uh, they're struggling, right? And the doctors, do, the, the, the medical staff is doing all they can to, to keep, them, keep them alive, keep, keep them well uh, enough. And uh, the one thing that, that a person doesn't have when they're in a hospital environment is vitamin D. And most people who go, who go into that situation are almost certainly vitamin D deficient, right? They're inside a lot, they don't exercise that much, they don't get outside, they don't get the vitamin D from supplements, they're deficient. And vitamin D is the powerhouse for the immune system, okay? If you don't have that at least, I mean obviously you want, you want everything else not deficient, right? But remember, if, okay, if we, how should I put this? If we have the vitamins and minerals in our body and we have an excess, our body has a way of getting rid of it, right? We can get it out through our urine, through all the, all the exits that you're familiar with, sweat, right? Um, but if you don't have enough of the nutrients that you need and you're not getting it, the only way you're gonna get it is through the food you eat. You can't breathe in nutrients. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's like, you can go somewhere in the world where, where there's grass and it's putting up some amazing, you know, uh, <laughs> elixir and you can breathe it in. No, but the point is, is if you don't eat it, you're not gonna get that nutrient. It's not gonna exist in your body. You can't just like snap your fingers and it be there. You have to eat it. It has to go in to your body for it to, for it to be used, for it to exist, for it to be, to be used. If you don't have vitamin C, for instance, right? And if you don't have vitamin E, zinc, uh, magnesium, and calcium, some of these are, are, are super important together, especially. Um, if your body doesn't have it, it's gonna be deficient and it's gonna struggle. Your immune system's gonna struggle because it doesn't have what it needs. We need to give our body what it needs and one of those ways is through nutrition. What goes over your lips matters. We literally are what we eat. <sighs> so, yeah, in a hospital situation, there's not much you can do for someone who's like maybe out, not very uh, awake and aware, okay, other than that drip. That drip is mostly water, okay? If, if, the, if the doctors can actually check your blood to find out what you're deficient in, especially in regards to these, right, they can get that in the drip or get, put it in your food or, or whatever. Like, you know, there's not much you can do when you're in bed in a hospital. And, and, and a, a lot of times, the last thing that pe a person, the last place a person is before they die is in a hospital. Go figure. Yeah, obviously their lifestyle and choices might have helped get them there, but the last days in the hospital um, potentially are harming them more than they know. And uh, obviously, sufficient hydration comes into play in a hospital because that's, that's something they can do. Movement isn't so much a, a factor that you can do. However, you can help them move their arms. Even if you help your loved one move their arms, that's not a bad thing uh, to help get the toxins out. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of all these things. There's not that much that you can do in a hospital situation. The relaxation, you could probably play some videos for them of nature, you know. Um, obviously you wanna make sure that, that their diet at the hospital doesn't have a lot of carbs. Um, 
and a lot of sugar. You know, and anyone who tells you otherwise is is like crazy. But the problem is, is that a lot of us are too afraid to um, ask the doctor to um, to do something different because we think that we don't know better than the doctor. And so that fear keeps us from opening our mouth. And I implore you, I implore you, if you have a loved one who is struggling in a hospital and you know these things, to not be afraid to just ask them. Ask them, hey, uh, how are Susie's um, vitamin D levels? Have you checked? Hey, uh, how's she doing with, uh, with vitamin C and zinc and magnesium? I'm just curious, just, you know, if you don't know, can you please check? It can't hurt to ask, right? And then make sure they get back to you. You know, hold them accountable. Hey, can I, uh, can I get your number so I can call you? Um, just to make sure that, you know, like we know. Because if they're deficient, especially in vitamin D, if they're super deficient, most, most of the, the patients who, who passed away from COVID, um, it's been deemed that most of them were vitamin D deficient. So even if at least you know that, okay, at least she's got enough vitamin D, okay? Or if you know better and the doctor knows better and is willing to do it, put them on a high dose of vitamin C. That's helped a lot of people throughout the world. And there's some drugs and stuff, but I'm not talking about drugs. I'm not talking about, you know, hydroxychloroquine or uh, I forget there's some other Invermectin or something like that. No, no. I'm talking about just doing enough for a person to help them get to a, to a point where their body fights for them again, where their immune system heals them again, where their immune system does its job, keeps them alive again. All right. Um, yeah, let that land. The immune system's there to keep you alive. If it wasn't doing its job, we would all not be here right now. I guarantee you COVID wasn't the only virus that you've been exposed to that potentially could have ended your life. And what did that? What saved you? If you're healthy, your immune system, right? If your immune system was strong and you're doing even just half of these or just these things half well, um, I'm just doing this on a scale of one to 10, you know, for each of these. But even, even if you were at five for all of these things, you might be a lot better than a lot of people, especially in America, okay? So that's something to think about. On the back of this sheet, um, I just have a date, right? Name, and then for each item, right? Um, you're gonna put your score, and at the end, you've got um, bouts, of, bouts of illness, how many times you've been ill in the last year, and uh, you know, how to do that on a scale of 1 to 10. So you basically just subtract 2 for each time that you've been ill in the past year. So if you've been ill, um, sick, um, cold, flu, whatever, just where you feel like you were sick, you were down for a couple days, um, two. Subtract two from 10 for each of the times you were ill. So if you were ill twice, that's, you know, 10 minus four, six. So your score for bouts of illness would be six. Um, and once you total them all up, I don't know if you guys can see that, but you total them all up and you got your score out of 90, because it's out of nine things. 
and then um, you, divide, you divide that score, that number, um, it's not a score yet, kind of, you divide that number by 0.9 um, to get your score as a percentage out of 100. So um, mine came at, in at like 70%, um, but at least there's room for improvement, right? I'm not perfect, you're not gonna be perfect, but the good thing about this is that you'll be able to track, there's a date on the right, on the left, I mean, on your left, my right. Anyway, there's a date, so you can just track it a week later, you can track it, and th again, this is all subjective, but make sure you do this assessment on yourself, because you're gonna be essentially subjective the same way um, you're going to be subjective about it the same way next week. You're going to be like, oh, okay, it was a five last week. Do I feel like a six? Oh, yeah, you know what? I did a couple of things. I feel like I'm a six. Do it. Put the six there. Or a seven or whatever it might be that you've done, you know? Maybe you're sleeping eight hours, eight hours and you were three. <sighs> Great. Put like an eight or a nine. You know what I mean? Done. And that's going to improve your overall score. So at the end of the day, you're going to get a percentage score that's going to be higher, you hope, than the previous week. And that should give you a little bit of hope. It'll also give you a little bit more, a little bit of momentum to keep going, you know? Progress is everything. You make a little progress. You don't wanna like, you know, climb the mountain all in one day. You know, you wanna get there. You know, you wanna get there, but you know, you can't do it right away. You're gonna burn yourself out. So you wanna get, slowly get there until the point where you're healthy enough to climb that mountain. So, that's that with that. There's steps, instructions on the on the right side. I need to reformat this because I need to get rid of these zeros for those of you who are going to be printing this out. Um, I'm going to try to make it, if I can, um, make it in, into a spreadsheet or something that you could also use, um, that you could download and use yourself. You could probably It came from a spreadsheet, so I might be able to get that for you as well, um, as well as a PDF to print it. So, okay, and last but not least, laughter joy right any way you can get it in daily remember this is all about daily routine right this is all about what you're doing daily because what you do one day of the year isn't gonna do shit isn't gonna do a thing to affect your overall health it's what we're doing every day it's that's breaking us that's it's giving us poor health and it's what we do every day from this point forward that is going to better our overall health, right? So it's a routine. What I'm talking about with all of this is a routine and basically loving ourselves enough to, to act on the solution. And this isn't the only one. This isn't like the end all be all of lists on how to improve your overall health and your immune system. It's not. There's probably something better than this. In fact, I'm going to be working on this probably the rest of my life, refining this to make it better so that you all can benefit from it. And myself. So, I don't know. Um, laughter, joy. Look, laughter is the, the quickest way to joy, perhaps. But even just like meditation um who knows like it's different for every person obviously but if you uh if you have something that you love to do think about that even while i'm speaking write it down 
something you love to do, something that makes you feel good, do that. Make a huge effort to do that more. I don't care. I mean, look, sometimes that'll mean that, that someone else, you don't have time for them or as much time for them. And I know that's, that will be hard. Obviously, you're gonna have to make, figure that one out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just figuring out what that is and trying to, you know, find a way to still do what you do and have time for that. To love yourself, really, that's what it comes down to, is to make yourself feel good. Because if everything, if everything you're doing every day is making you feel bad, you're just, you're not getting anywhere quick. And, you know, my heart goes out to anyone in that situation because there is a, there are a lot of people in that situation. It's, they feel that it's impossible to get out of the stressful situation that they're in. But if we can, if we can irk out even just like a half hour to maybe meditate, to sit by, I don't know, a, a, a stream nearby or in a park or something that can, can bring us some sort of calm, that would be a huge step forward. And that could also, um, it could also give us a little bit of mental clarity that we'll need to do the rest of these things, you know. That 30 minutes of calm could be everything to someone who's stressed out all day long, every day, and doesn't know what to do. That little bit of time could help them look at their situation from a different angle, um, realize that they're not getting enough sleep, and be like, shit, how am I gonna do that? Like, and start, you know, getting the, getting the, the cogs going, you know, to help them get out of their situation. It might even give them some hope if they can visualize. And this is a huge thing um, that I'm doing my, for myself these days more, and uh, I encourage others to do is to visualize like positive outcomes for anything. You know, like uh, you know, a car. I, I visualized my car for a long time before I actually went and bought it, and I got something pretty close to what I wanted. You know, but I think it was because I visualized it long enough. I printed out a picture of it. I put it in my room, and I also uh, put it on the, on my lock screen of my phone. And eventually, I had it. And I mean, that's that can go for anything in life. You know, anything you visualize um, enough times with repetition, eventually you want more of what you know what we crave. Uh, gross essentially so just keep hopefully if you have some time just meditate on some of those things um, that could be a good outcome so again the stress thing is a huge a huge factor in all of this um, to get that right is a huge step forward so I highly re recommend you guys, after watching this, if you've watched this far, thank you. I love you. Um, super important to get all this stuff in now, especially. Uh, a lot of people are struggling to decide um, to get a vaccine and, and what's, this, what's all this pushback ag about, about against the vaccine and stuff. And it's really just people like myself, just we know how important it is to optimize our health.
as best we can. Again, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. But to get it um, as best we can is huge. And this, this score, I'm hoping, will give people a better idea of where they're at and, if, and how much they're improving or not. In other words, if you took a hit and something happened with your family and you've been stressed and you haven't been eating well and uh, you haven't been drinking enough water and stuff, that'll, uh, that'll reflect on your score. So week to week or, you know, day to day, I would rather, uh, week to week is really all you need. Maybe, worst case, maybe once a month, you just check in. Where are you at, right? Um, that, could, that could reflect, oh yeah, right. I've been, you know, I haven't been doing things. I haven't been taking care of myself that well um, recently. So, um, shit, I have, to, I have to kick my self-love and my uh, health activities and routine up a notch. You know, get back to my stretching or whatever in the morning or yoga that you didn't do when you were on uh, a visiting family or something, right? And don't let don't let that uh, habit, that good habit, uh, slip away. Um, so yeah, just uh, cultivating some self-love to keep on it. And uh, the more we do this, the higher our score will be, which would represent being more pre-symptomatic. And again, that essentially means that we can take more of a hit of stress and always before we become symptomatic with illness. And, uh, and you hope trust that as you as you do more of these things and you keep that score up then your body's gonna thank you by healing your illness especially your chronic illness chronic disease of all kinds will heal I mean I was, I'm not gonna say all kinds because it's it's kind of heavy to say all but like the majority of chronic illnesses should go away, they got there for a reason. They weren't there your whole life, remember. A lot of chronic illnesses, they got there, slowly. And eventually, it's just more than your body could take and you became symptomatic. And, and you're staying symptomatic, essentially, with your chronic illness. Um, yeah, so. I'm gonna end it here. Sure there's a lot more I need to say. I could probably uh, shoot that in the comments if I forgot something. But um, thanks so much for sticking with me. And uh, if this is a value to you, and I hope like heck it is, um, please share. Um, I, I don't know what else to do right now other than just keep on this path of sharing what constitutes health and helping people get there. Because I really think that Although a person could take a vaccine, I really think that we can't vaccinate our way to health. There's just no way. There's always gonna be a new virus that could potentially harm people. And what you wanna be is the 99.6% the of people who, who have mild symptoms from this virus or any other virus that happens, any other you know strain or whatever of this virus or any future virus that comes up that could be more deadly. This is hardly deadly. This is more like a, this is more like uh, I don't know. In, in the scheme of things of, of of deadly pathogens, this is like 
I don't know, like a tick or like a fly, right? Versus uh, um, a ho like I don't know what, what's 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 bad, uh, you know, uh, turkey vulture or something, right? Landing on you, attacking you. No, it's like a fly, right? It could be a lot worse than a fly if you do none of these things, right? Just for example, like if you were to do all these things very poorly, yeah, more than likely that fly is gonna turn into a turkey vulture. You know, attacking you from all angles and you're not gonna like it, it's gonna be painful. You know, and you might, you might survive, but you might die. And that's not fun, no one wants that. I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want, I don't, I don't think anyone should ever have to suffer from illness, ever. There's a lot of people that I know or know of that would say the same thing. We're not supposed to be ill. We're not supposed to be sick two or three times a year. That's not normal. Anyway. Uh, yeah, thanks again for joining me. Uh, I'm so grateful that I finally got uh, a uh, backup camera, a B-roll camera to be able to do some of this stuff and I, I'm really looking forward to to coming on and doing this more more often and uh, helping people with health, with preventative health. I was gonna say preventative medicine, but this isn't medicine. You know, doctors give you medicines. Doctors fix uh, acute uh, illness, acute instances where like, you know, you've got a broken leg or, or um, a really bad bout of, of influenza or pneumonia or something. They're there to help you with those, those acute, you know, severe issues, right? But as far as preventative medicine, preventative medicine, or preventative health, they don't learn that. Um, multiple sources confirm that uh, an MD in, in med school, like a doctor in med school training to be a doctor, gets at most like two weeks of, of uh, education on nutrition. Two weeks out of what? Eight years? Are you kidding me? And we, and we, we put, and I'm, I'm sorry if I offend anybody with this, but like we put so much weight on a doctor to, to be, to have our health in their hands, right? Our health is in their hands, right? We give away, we give, give it away essentially. Um, we put so much of it in their hands, and yet they study it for two weeks. Nutrition, preventative health for two weeks. And it's sad. And I don't know what to say other than, I think we've just been misled. Our health is in our hands. I see a doctor for let's say 15 minutes, once every six months. This is, if that, once a year for a checkup, for a physical or whatever, that I'm supposed to get. I'm not sick, why do I need a physical? Right, I don't feel bad. I'm not showing symptoms of anything. Why do I need a physical? But, you know, we do that. It's not bad necessarily, but the point is, is that they only give us 15 minutes. What do we do with the other, I don't know, 23 hours and 45 minutes a day, every day, between now and the next time we see them. What are we doing? If we fail to take care of our health, then whose fault is it if things go awry? You can't blame the doctor. You can't blame the doctor.
And you know that. I know that, you know that, intuitively, we all know that. Yet, we wait till the doctor says our health is okay. And really, you know, to be honest, the reality of it is, is that you could be right, you could literally be in the doctor's office, you know, you did some kind of a scan for, I don't know, like a preventative scan for, for cancer, and they found something. And like, just before you were cancerous, you're okay, right? You'd be totally fine. Physically, you could look totally fine and have cancer. So the idea of, of waiting until we have, you know, symptoms of illness, like, and we're showing like a rash or, or we're, ball, we're, we're just like sick as a dog or, or, I don't know, something's hurting in our side or whatever, waiting until that happens is not smart. And that's what I'm here to help you guys with, is to get as, as far, it's the only term I can get for it, but as far pre-symptomatic as we can possibly get um, so that it takes a lot of stress to get us um, to show symptoms of illness. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again so much. I've been trying to end this for a while, but I knew this was going to be long, and I really wanted to put this out for you guys to get a clear picture of where we're at right now. I mean, I look at this as like kind of a crossroads um, for a lot of people. We're starting to realize um, how important health is, at least that's a notion that's coming up from a lot of this, is how important our health really is. And like, if we don't have a vaccine, let's say, you know, what do we do? And we, we all literally waited nine months to have a vaccine to have any semblance, a lot of people did. We did nine months before we, we felt like, oh gosh, I'm healthy now, I'm gonna be okay. Wait, but what did you do those nine months? Did you do anything that could have helped your, your health? Or did you wait until um, you got the vaccine and you're associating the vaccine with health? Like, I'm not gonna be sick because I have the vaccine. So that's where I come in. We could have been doing a lot for nine months. A lot. You know, governments, health authorities could have been saying a lot about what, just some basic shit. Shit we learned in high school. Not even high school, we, we learned this back in grade school, right? Sleep, hydration, basic nutrition, you know, apple a day keeps the doctor away. We learned all this way back, you know? And, uh, and we didn't learn any of that. We weren't reminded of any of that for nine, nine months. We got nothing about health. I saw commercials, which I typically abhor. I just normally would just skip right past them, but I saw commercials advertising, uh, you know, vegetables or whatever, you know, like some kind of a nutrient that has, that's from a vegetable, anything about, you know, immunity, health, came from commercials before it came from news. And to me, that's just not acceptable. And it shouldn't be for you. And I just hope that enough of you guys have enough courage to, you know, if, if 10 people in a room are talking about, oh, once I get the vaccine, I'll be healthy, I'll be fine. I want you, I would implore you to love yourself enough to be the one out of 10 
that says, you know what, guys? I'm not sure you're right. I'm not sure you're seeing the whole picture, right? I'm not sure you're thinking this, thinking through, through this very clearly, you know? All it takes is two people out of 10 to, to hit some kind of a critical mass where at least the rest will look at you and be like, oh, what's this? Maybe we should look at this. Maybe there is some validity here. Let's look into this. It takes two out of 10, about 20% to hit that threshold. So hopefully it's more than just you in that room of 10 people that have an opposing view that might be actually a healing view. Something that could literally, actually save people's lives. I don't know guys. I knew I had to make this video and I hope that you guys get a lot out of it and I hope that you share it and I can't wait to do more of it. I'm gonna print as many of these things as I can and hand them out to nursing homes and hospital ERs and wherever I can to um, help people learn something that, or remember something that they learned, but at least learn something that they maybe didn't know. Um, or at least look at it a different way. You know, this whole idea of health and what that means. So I'm hoping a lot comes out of this. And I can't wait to give you some more. Love you all. Have a great week ahead. Bye for now.